0: All right, Sunday night, 7 o'clock time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZyx. Jerry in Portland, Jim, hanging out in the studio. Jim, happy Sunday to you.
1: Well, it's one of my favorite hours of the week. I'm raring to go. Yeah, yeah, what did you, yeah. What, was did, telling, you tell me,
0: what was, did you tell me in our,
1: in our promo, our pro practice? You got to, tomorrow off work, so that's going to make yeah. for a good show?
0: No, it's not going to make for a good show. It's just a different vibe. It's like a different vibe on a Sunday when... I don't have to worry about you know getting ready for work tomorrow, so I'm I just kind of go through the day doing nothing, get ready for the radio show, and then get on the air kind of thing. But it's just a different vibe. But I'm not saying it's going to be good or bad. It's just different. I don't have to worry about going to work tomorrow. I, I had it last. In.
1: I had it last week. Yeah, I had the exactly. same same idea. I go back to work today tomorrow, so I don't have that luxury. But um, I'm
0: ready to go. What do yeah. you got? What do you got? Absolutely. Well, before we dive in too much, I'd like to let everybody know that the KZYX Quiet Drive is going on right now. Um, th- do you have Jim? Before we, we go into that too much, did you were you able to snag an updated total uh, I, from from this week? Or I not? do not see it anywhere.
1: Yeah. Let's okay. just say. Why?
0: Let's just say it's going up. Yes, yes, it is going up. Um, so the quiet drive for KZyx is going on right now. The on air drive will begin, uh, in uh, we, this coming Saturday. Saturday, the fifteenth of October, will be when the on air drive begins. Um, the theme of the quiet drive this this time around is Mendocino connected, and I think that's something that is, to me, kind of being involved in the community, something that's really straightforward and it makes sense that you know a local radio station. Is part of being connected to the county, whether that be, or the listening area, not just the county, uh, whether that be through local news, public affairs shows, music shows, NPR stuff, whatever it is, you know, it keeps everyone connected in in all the different ways. Um, If you are considering donating to KZYX, you can do that by going online, kzyx.org. Or you can mail a check to box one in Philo, uh, zip code 95466 in the state of California. Or you can call the office during uh, business hours, 707 895 2324. Again, that's for the uh, quiet drive that is going on right now with the on air drive that will begin on the 15th, which will be this Yeah, Monday, with, with uh,
1: I'm reading, I'm reading, uh, you know, I'm not the best in, in sales pitches, but I, I see one of these bullet points is is that, you know, KZRX helps connect us, and and to be really, it helps connect us, and because we have call in shows with professionals. Is that us?
2: I
0: don't know if we just. I don't know. <laughs> we get professionals on here every now and then, but I don't know. Professionals seems like a stra- <laughs> it stretch. Seems like a stretch. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Somehow, I feel like you're a professional at this because you studied it in college. I did
0: in college. Some, yeah, I some, was some, I I, somehow, station. I think
1: I'm just winging it. I don't
0: know. It's, it's funny. I haven't done it in a long time though. Like I go, I go and watch uh, or listen to like some of, some of Linfield, where I went to college. I'll go listen to some of their broadcasts every really? now and then. And it's like, wow, I haven't done this in a long time. Like, I haven't done play-by-play in a while. Uh, was, are uh, they still
1: doing a lot of play-by-play of their own sports? So,
0: I, I, I still claim that uh, everything took off the year after I graduated. Uh, because oh. the year after I graduated, they merged basically the communications department with the sports information office uh and the broadcasters that were students started getting paid really uh, as like it, yeah it all took off right after i left was, so it, i take i take credit for building the foundation the but same communication right after i left
1: the same communications director that 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 you worked for um is he still there
0: yes 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 it is still the oh. same people running the athletic department in that regard hmm. All right. But yeah, so uh, yeah. So one more time, Quiet Drive is going on right now. Uh, so if you are looking to donate to KZYX and help keep the station going, help get the new station uh, up and running up in Ukiah, uh, you can donate online, kzyx.org mail a check box one Philo 95466 in california or you can call the office during business hours at seven uh, and i i do
1: believe this, there's always 2-4. there's always this pitch that i do believe that we will stop when we reach our goal. so the, the more we can do in a quiet drive <laughs> the less loud drive there's going to be and, absolutely yeah. absolutely
0: all right welcome everybody to the sports phone uh, if you are new to the show uh and you're confused what jim and i have been rambling about for the last eight minutes. Uh, this is an open forum sports talk show show talk show. So Jim and I are former or, or Jim and I are former uh, collegiate players. Jim's a former uh, pro uh, basketball player. We're coached. We've been officials. We're fans of sports. We talk about sports a lot in our day to day lives. We like to open up this one hour a week to talk about sports with the listening audience here in the KZYX listening area and beyond. Um, it's totally open forum talk show. Anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports is fair game. Give us a call. Jim and I have topics. We have a list of topics that we work through uh, just to kind of stir con- – or not not stir up conversation. Well, I guess that's that's the right word to kind yeah. of spark conversation. Um, but more than anything else, if, if you don't like what we're talking about or you're bored with it and you want to talk about something else, give us a call and change the subject. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about as long as it is going on in the world of sports. Pro, college, high school, any level, we want to talk about it. You can give youth us a call. Sports. Love youth sports yes yes absolutely use sports as well uh you can give us a call 707-895-2448 that's the number to call if you want to talk about sports so we'll get the phone lines open here in just a second
1: and uh, but- I, I want to say one other thing jared before you get okay. into our to our first uh segment i think we we, we call it now it is, no. is um i just want to open up the the phone lines in this next half hour for for people that that are good at explaining why they think the sports phone and public radio in general is good for them and how it keeps them connected to the to the uh they they have this thing here where people can call up and record themselves and then they play those those recordings over the air but if someone wants to call up and say why they like kzyx and why the sports phone or any talk radio is good for them be our guest the phone lines are open Absolutely. And, and we're not Absolutely. very good at the sales pitches anyways. <laughs> we, we just come in here and work. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Okay.
0: Segment one. So we are now in our one, two, three, four, five, six. Sorry, that was not very professional. This, we eight. are now in week number eight of the sports of the sports phone trivia question. We I think we have gotten to the point that this is a consistent segment on the show. Oh, so yeah. G- Jim and I come up with a trivia question every week, give you the callers a chance to answer it. Uh, I would say on the scale of difficulty, I think this one's kind of right in the middle. I don't think it's too hard. I don't think it's too easy, though. I think it's going to take a little bit of work to find the answer. Um, We don't care if you look it up, Google search it, whatever you want to do to get the answer. Uh, If you want to call and give an answer to the question, feel free to do that. So the question for today uh, was sparked by uh, something that happened yesterday in baseball. So last night, the Cleveland Guardians and the Tampa Bay Rays they set the record for the longest scoreless playoff game. Basically meaning a playoff game, uh, or the, a, in a playoff game, the most consecutive innings without a run being scored. They got to the 15th inning before a 0-0 tie was broken, and the Cleveland Guardians ended up winning the game one to nothing. That was last night. I simply would like to know, what was the record that they broke? So, what was the previous record? How many innings was it? What teams were involved? And uh, what year was it? And again, this is longest scoreless playoff game. So not the longest game in the history of baseball. Um, not the, this is specifically looking for the longest playoff game where a run was not scored prior to last night.
1: That's, that's a good question. I, um, you know, I, I think from now on, when you send me a trivia question, Jer, you shouldn't send the answers. You should make me try to figure it out.
0: Sure, I could do that. Yeah, no, no, I think that'd I be, be good. Yep. So or, if you if you know the answer to the question 707-895-2448 or if you got anything else you want to talk about, you can give us a call at 707-895-2448 and Or if you want to even open, even if you want
1: to ask us if, if you want to put a trivia question out there, we yeah. welcome that too. Boys, yep. there's some people that have come up with some great trivia questions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: this day, should I move on it? Yeah, go for it. All right, On the, I love saying this part. On this day, October 9th, in 1905, on this day in sports, October 9th, 1905, the first World Series game was played. Okay. The New York Giants... I'm so New York Giants before they moved to San Francisco for the NL, mm-hmm. and the Philadelphia A's, uh, who obviously went when both those teams went to California in, <laughs> in the yeah. AL. And geez, I, I was so excited about it, it was just the first World Series game ever on this day, as we were saying back in the day. Uh, there was only two teams you know two leagues two teams one round first you know so so it ended by the end of october middle of october how now it hadn't even started yet or it has started but they have all four different rounds all right in this day october 9th 1915 the first president showed up at a world series game woodrow wilson now Hmm. jared as far as you know is that a thing? Do, do, do most of the presidents go to at least one of the World Series games? I mean, they, I, they're saying like that was the... They, they, they're, they're making it sound like, like it... Um,
0: they're, they're, they're making it sound like like that. But uh, I, I would expand it beyond the World Series. I, I think presidents do show up to sporting events. Oh, like, yeah. like championship games. Like I feel like it, I, I totally could be making this up, but... I feel like I remember Barack Obama being at, bas- at NBA Finals games before. Oh, I've, he um, he went to a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, yes, that's probably one of the first. But yeah, presidents show up at sporting events on on occasion. And I think for I think sure. ba- that's, baseball, that's not uncommon. I
1: think baseball was there first, so that might have been the first time. Anyway, yeah. I've, I've got a like call. I, I remember. I've oh, got, sorry. Go ahead. Go I've ahead. got a call and I'm going to take it in a second. But I wanted to get this one out first because I think it's just a crazy one. And then I want to talk. Well, no, I want to talk about it later. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Well, good evening. Hi, Vince. Gentlemen. How are we doing tonight? It's good to hear from you.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I want to say really quickly hello to all the folks out there in Mendocino listening to the Sports Phone. And I want to just throw out there how important you guys are as far as the idea of Mendocino Connected, and what KZYX is putting out there. Because you guys talk about local sports, whether it's Mendocino, Anderson Valley, Covalo, Fort Bragg, Middletown, Ukiah, people call in from all over the county to talk about their kid at a a baseball game, a a horse that was buried in or or whatever it is, rodeos, any of it you guys help bring another platform on KZYX to bring this county together and give a platform for people to talk about things. So, yes, please, if you're out there, pledge, give a little something to KZYX. They're building something that's even going to make it them much better. So just want to throw that out there, give that little bit of information, you know, that you guys do a great job of bringing the community together like so many other programs on KZYX. Well,
1: thanks, Vince. We appreciate it. And, you know, and I think at this point, you, you might have surpassed the famous Paul McCarthy in in one of the more valuable people people on on the sports phone. You're there every week. You stay connected with us. Um, we we really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you guys very much. And to answer your question, Jerry, you already have it. Twenty
3: twenty, I went to Braves, Cincinnati Reds, opening around thirteen innings.
0: That is correct.
3: Where's my bell? <laughs> there it is. All right, all right, I got it. I'm a brave. I'm a Braves fan. That, that one easily was boom, popped right in my head. So that, that one, I Vince, I feel that. like
0: for you, that's redemption for not knowing the Ken Griffey Jr. one a couple of weeks ago.
3: Thank, thank you, Jerry. Thank you. The problem <laughs> is here is that I'm a Rays fan, and they happen to be a part of the history now. That is so bad. So, um, kind of a bummer. Um, it, it is what it is, though. The, the new playoff format. I'm not sure how much I like it.
1: Well, let me um, oh. let me go to this next this day in sports. Well, Vince is on, Joe. This one just got me. I just wanted to see. I want to hear both of your reactions on this day, October 9th in 1938. The first. This is the first of four. I'm amazing. There's been any the f- and I'm gonna th- <laughs> the first of four penalty-free NFL games. What the heck is? I never thought that could ever happen. You guys talk about that wow. for a second. Four. The wow. first. The first of four. Have you guys ever heard of one before?
0: No. Uh I, I think the I think the rules are too overanalyzed. Or not even not overanalyzed, that's the wrong word. I think there's too many rules and there's too much like hyper attention to those rules nowadays that you could get through a game penalty free. Uh
3: I mean when yeah. when was the last one, Jerry? Can you pull that up? When yeah. was the last yeah. when was, was the fourth know. one?
1: When was the fourth penalty?
3: I, I will free say game? this you know, I was watching college football yesterday, and there was a game we were watching, and there was like four minutes left in the half, and it was the first penalty, you know, four yeah. minutes to go in the first half, and, I, and everybody the you announcers know, was like, "Oh wow, that's pretty amazing." So that was the first half. And the I, I think there's too many
1: to- I think there's too many refs. Yeah. They, they added an extra ref in high, <laughs> in high school and college basketball, and I, I yeah. think the, the end result is more fouls.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, you uh, got you. Uh uh Nineteen forty was the last one <laughs> in the
1: NFL.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There, there
3: you
1: go. <laughs> it's. It, there's no way that's ever going to happen again. I. I. I just was yeah. shocked when I saw that. I just. Just hearing that happened once amazed me, and it happened in nineteen thirty-eight. So those refs were running up and down the field for the
0: entire game, with no f- again no
3: blow. Wow.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a rainy day in Pittsburgh, between the Pittsburgh's between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. So so the refs are pretty much like, let's just not
3: throw any flags, the game will move faster. <laughs> yeah,
0: they were just trying to get the game the game over with. It looks like the teams had a combined one win between them at that point as well. Vince, let me take another call. Listen up and give us a
1: call in a little bit, okay?
3: Oh, thanks, Vince. You back here. Yeah, thanks, guys. You're on the air.
1: Hi. Um, thank you for the sports phone.
2: And anyone who's listening knows why KZYX is important. So if you're listening, I encourage you to contribute to the station however you can, whenever you can, as much as you can.
1: Well, thank you. That's, you're welcome. That's wonderful. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hello, caller, you're on the air.
4: Oh, good evening. Goody. Sounds like I'm talking over someone.
1: No, you're you're still? Okay. Go ahead.
4: All right, we're here. Uh, okay, so um, you asked for trivia questions, and so I'm going to make a point about something, but I'm going to lead off with a trivia question. How's that? I like it. Okay. What is the official name of an NFL football?
1: The football itself?
4: Yes. Huh.
1: I'm going to uh-huh. just quickly just say uh, Spalding. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's not good news. Oh, notes. caller, I've, I've heard this before. Okay. I, I'm never going to get the answer without looking it up, but I've heard this before, but uh, I don't, don't, I don't know the up. answer without I'll just looking it up.
4: tell you. It is called <laughs> the Duke.
1: It still is? Yeah. So they have a nickname for a football.
4: The Duke. And that's based upon Wellington Mara a Hall of Fame coach for the New York Giants many years ago. So you could call it the Wellington Mara Mach 4, I guess. And
1: this is the same controversial duke that they say Tom Brady let the air out of the football?
4: No. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Anyway.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Phil. I
4: asked it because it's bringing up another thing that um, I would like to hear your response and maybe some other callers. Um, So I'm listening to the Niners game today, and a question came up for me that comes up every time I watch or listen to a football game. Why do football announcers call the football the football instead of just the ball? There is no other sport, tennis, basketball, baseball, soccer. Do you ever hear someone say, and Stephen Curry just stole the basketball? No. No. Or did you huh. ever hear someone say, "And the left fielder just dropped the baseball"? No. Um, so I thought, well, maybe I'm just being silly. And then I had an idea. I thought, okay, I'll go on. A, I'll go on Google and see if this is a legitimate question. And sure enough, there are pages <laughs> and pages of people asking the same question. Wow! And probably the funniest answer I saw from some cynic was, well, they just want to be sure you don't confuse it with all the other balls that are on the field at the same time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, That's a good one.
4: Yeah, and then another person said, um, well, it's because the NFL really likes to push its gravitas, so they have the announcers do that in order to make it sound more important, etc. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'd be interested to hear other people's, if other people have noticed it and what they think about it.
1: Thanks, Bill. And
4: finally, I'd love uh, listening to your show, and KZYX is a lifeline for many of us. And now that KGO in uh, AM um, is dead, one of the best talk radio stations ever, now that it's dead... Maybe KZYX could pick up some slack and get some more good talk shows on. Hmm. All right guys. Love Thanks, Bill. Thank, Thank
2: you.
0: you. You're on the so, air. Thanks for waiting. Oh, we're not we're not gonna answer that question. We will not talk about that and address this
1: question. We will. This person's been waiting for a while. Go ahead. You're okay. on the air.
2: Hi. The reason that I'm calling now is to bring up something that we brought up last week and didn't get time to talk about. And that is the man Tua Tagava and the societal implications of what's going on in the game of game of football. Right. Yeah. So I have I have three questions and then I'll listen on the air to what you have to say and what listeners have to say. And that is these are the questions. What is Tua's responsibility in choosing an occupation where his physical well-being is at risk? What is the team's responsibility in protecting its assets, which is to say its players? And what is the agency, the NFL, what is their responsibility in keeping their product available while preventing exposure to lifelong disability? So I'd like to hear what people have to say about any of that or anything related to the subject.
1: Appreciate the call. And
2: thanks again for the sports phone and thanks again to KCYX for connecting us all. Yeah.
1: Well, Jerry,
0: another call. You you, you wanna jump into well, that
2: or I want to really quickly
0: give the call before that his due and answer his question. Good. Cause go I don't want to just let that slip away. No, go go, it's go a, for it. it. I, I've got someone. For, on as hold.
1: A, they, they're waiting. They can wait. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Cause, cause as a, as a broadcaster, I've loved that question as a former sports broadcaster. Um, <laughs> Football is the only sport to kind of what the, what the caller said, where the two are interchangeable terms, where ball and football get used interchangeably. Like in basketball, the example he used, you never hear it, the stole steals the basketball; it's always steals it's the, the ball. ball. Right. Um, in football, it's much more interchangeable for some reason, like fumbles the football or fumbles the ball. Um, I'm not going to get into the the NFL like wants it to, you know, be. Something that they keep in in everyone's kind of front of their head, that thing. I just don't know. Um, what I would say is the people that kind of coached me when I was broadcasting, uh, they did emphasize like you want to use variety in your words when possible. Sure.
1: Um, oh, that's a good point.
0: Yeah. So, so I, I'm sh- like it is an example of this. Uh, like in baseball, for example, if you've got to play it at a base, you know, here comes the throw and the call is, and then but you, know, you know here comes in the the play at the plate and he is so you mix up your words for variety sure um so that that would be like my first reaction to that. Uh, is is it's being done for variety's sake? Um, that's that's my my first thought was that that was my first answer. To that, but I I love that question from a from a broadcasting standpoint.
1: Maybe it's because of football. Is is it football? And I'm going to take a I'm going to take another call before we. Dive oh, we're not going to
0: get into the two of stuff. We we are, but because we got to answer those questions.
1: I know, no, I, know. I, I wrote I pr- them down. I promise we'll go. I wrote them down too. I missed the first one, but I've got the second two. Hello, call yeah. you're on the air.
5: Hi. Uh. Since the first uh, trivia question went down so fast, I thought I'd drop another one on you. We're ready. Okay, ball games have been played throughout history, pre-Christian, all through every country in the world. And when the first European settlers came to North America, they found the Native Americans here uh-huh. playing playing different ball games. What is the earliest recorded? citing or a notation of a game where the Europeans saw the Indians, American Indians playing a game. And what was the game? Because it has a direct analog today in American sports.
0: Oh, I think I actually know the answer to this.
5: I've got a guess. You,
1: Should I go, go first, Jess? Jared? Or do you want to go? go? No, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, Jim, go ahead. Take your guess. Canoe races. That's not it. The what? Canoe races. No. Okay, that's no. just just that was the first thing off my. <laughs> he started, right, Jim. He
0: started the question saying with with ball sports. Did you miss that part of it? I just heard sports. I didn't hear ball sports. <laughs> Caller, I believe oh. it's an early. I believe it's an early form of. No, I'm talking box, about.
5: Ball, I'm talking about ball ball sports. Oh, playing with balls. Oh, no. yeah. right, there are ball courts. There are ball courts around and everything, and ball games have been played throughout the world up in prehistory, and of course they were played here. In North America before the first European settlers, what is the first recorded sighting of a European recording that he saw American Indians or Native Americans playing a ball game? What was the ball game, even though he doesn't know the Native American names? The direct analog for the game in in North America today,
0: Caller, I, I think it, ahead, it's yeah. an early form of it's an early form of lacrosse, isn't it? You got it. Yeah, That's I it. I, 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 don't why, I don't remember a, why I know that, but. Yeah, that's right. one I knew.
5: Right. It, it was it was a French it was a French Jesuit priest in, in mid 1630s that uh, record recorded the, the game and he described what it was and it's direct analog to lacrosse today.
1: I uh, I rang the bell for you, Jerry. Awesome.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. going.
0: Thanks for the call.
5: Okay. You right.
0: Bye-bye. You know, Jim. As soon as I say I don't remember, I know the the reason I know the How answer to that, know that is because my chemistry teacher and now Principal of Mendocino High School, Tobin Hahn was a lacrosse player, and I played with him. And I, I kind of was around the sport in high school. That's this. So, so I, he, as I said, he, that, I figured out why I knew the answer.
1: Tobin Hahn knew that he's he. That came out of his mouth at one
0: point. I, I don't know if necessarily he was the one that told me, but as being a being around the sport when I was in high school and in middle school, because of him, at some point that knowledge came into my into my memory.
1: All right, chair. <clears throat> Can I, can uh, I, can I uh, focus here for a second? I'm focused. Oh, can you, know, I, can, are you unfocused? Can I, I want to move us back to w- w- one of my favorite callers, the woman that came and gave us a solicit qu- question. on. Yes. On, Go ahead. Say the name for me. Uh,
0: for uh, oh well, t- for, uh, We're just going to call him Tua because that's okay, what broadcasters Tua, call him. Tua, the, the, uh, the, the quarterback for the Dolphins, and that's just because I don't have his last name pulled up directly in front of me, and I'm not going to try to say it from memory because so, I never get it right. While,
1: while there's no calls... I, I want to hear you j- just quickly give the brief overview, then ask the questions again, or l- answer okay. them one at a time.
0: Okay, so this goes back three weeks now in the NFL. Uh, Tua got hit on a play, was taken in to the medical tent in the NFL for, to be evaluated for a concussion, Um, was let, let back into the game. Somewhere in there, and I don't have the exact timing right, there's a clip shown of him like getting up, from getting hit wobbling a little bit and then kind of, and then his like an offensive lineman kind of balancing him and then him continuing to play. Uh, so they get through that week. He, he plays the subsequent week. So now we're talking one week ago, gets hit again and is now out indefinitely with a head injury slash concussion. um, if you want to add one more element to this that is irrelevant, but it's kind of interesting, uh, Miami's backup quarterback was taken out of the game with a concussion today. So also, Miami's down at their... But also,
1: Jar, I think an important part of this is what happened. I mean, the right. the,
0: the, the I, medical doctor
1: that was on the sidelines right. was, got fired. I was, I was getting to that. Okay, I go was ahead. Getting to that. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: So that's the context of what happened to Tua. When, when you look at the, the the larger scope of what happened in terms of the response to it. Uh, the big thing that was looked at and analyzed around it was, well, why was Tua let back in the game in the first place the first week? Uh, and then subsequently, why did he play? Why was he allowed to play the second week? Uh, the reason he was allowed to play the first week after he was evaluated for a concussion was because he was cleared to go back into the game. Cleared by uh, an independent neurologist that is contracted by the NFL plus the Miami Dolphins team doctor. They both gave him the green light to go ahead back into the game. And so their coach put them back into the game. Um, And then from there, after the subsequent concussion, uh, going again last week, that's when there was this big investigation of should he even been in in the first place in the first game uh, after he was evaluated. Um, And the neurologist was fired. The independent contractor uh, was fired. And I want to talk about his role uh, in a second here, I want to get into what those independent neurologists do. Um, he was fired for letting Tua back into the game in the first place. The NFL and the NFL's Players Association has reevaluated and come to an agreement an agreement on new concussion protocols. I don't believe they're in effect yet, but we can get into that in a in a in a minute. That's a there's a lot going on here. I think that's as quickly as I can summarize it. Uh, getting all of the kind of the cliff note important parts in. Jimmy, still there? Three questions were, were, yes. were, were pretty clear. Yeah. So let's go through these one by one. So the first question, as I wrote it down, um, was what is Tua's responsibility in choosing to play football? Is that the question that you wrote down as well? That's the one I missed a little okay, bit. Okay, that was the first question. So my answer to this question is the same answer that I think anyone that plays football uh would give the people that I've been around that play football have given, would give an answer similar to this. So I'm going to kind of try to summarize what I think the general answer to this is. Cause I don't think it's a player, any one player. I think it's most players in, in the NFL. Uh, they ha- are acknowledging that they are participating in a, in a sport that has an inherent level of violence and danger that can only be controlled to a certain degree. I, I think all NFL players know that they are playing in a sport that is inherently violent where there's a risk of injury that can be mitigated but not removed entirely Jimmy you there I'm sorry Jerry.
1: they
0: I you should pay attention here
1: yep I agree with you with number one and then I want to take a call before we do number two I agree with you that I think they all know what they're getting into yes hello caller you're on the air Hello, anybody there? Hello, you're on the air.
3: Ah, I gotta jump back in on this. I apologize for blowing your phones up there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's an interesting topic, and yes, I think every every NFL player understands. I mean, if you watch games, the level of masculinity coming out in the game is is palpable from the couch, um, and situations like this, I think to answer the, the, one of the next questions was what was his level of involvement? Well, he, he told them, because one of the things in the Buffalo bill game, I believe which which was the second game is he stumbled on his way back to the huddle, which is a no go sign for concussion. He complained. He he was like, no, it's my back and my ankle, which were two things. He actually met, you know, discussed with the team prior to the game. So they, they, Put that in part of the evaluation where, okay, he's got an ankle injury, a back injury, so maybe that was part of why he, he's okay to go back in. So he does have some level of accountability, of, of, and again, this might be part of the masculinity of football is like, I don't want to come out. You know, he, he does have some involvement. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just check the box, stuff, which is how this hand, where it's, it, you know, people got fired because of that. But he
1: does have some accountability there. So, Jared, just to get back to, to um, our our caller's question, w- was her question, do they know what they're getting into? Is that a good paraphrase? Or do they have a responsibility to take them out? Well, that's a different question. What What does she want to know?
0: I, I, I understood the question as just is too aware of the risks of participating in football, and my answer is my-
1: absolutely that. That now, now,
0: to Vince's point, I I would also say I don't know a football player that has put, that has ever taken them out self out of a game because of injury. Huh. There is a pride I think in football above a lot of other sports in trying to play hurt, uh, in, and yeah. in, and in, in fighting through injuries, which I think leads very nicely into the second question, which I want to get. What is the?
1: Yeah, yeah, I want to get to it. Yeah. Go ahead, Jer.
0: Yeah, um, so, and, and then I think we can have a discussion about that because I, I think that leads nicely into the second question is what is the team's responsibility in protecting a player? Exactly, that's number two. Which is two. what the second question was. You go first uh, here. I'll go, okay, I can go first here. Um, And if anyone was listening and they're just coming in, they didn't know the phone number, just get it out one time, 707 That's the number to call if you want to get in on this conversation or talk about anything else going on in sports. Um, Okay, I, I think... This is the, the biggest question, I think, in my opinion. It, it is. I would say it is the team's responsibility to follow the, the protocols set forth around, whether it's concussions or any other injury evaluation, uh, to, to follow those properly. And also use good judgment, because <laughs> I think that there's a there's a there's a second part of this, which would, which would be good judgment. Uh, I'll leave it at that, because I don't want to take up all the time here. If, if either one of you had an answer to that, to that, to if you wanted to answer this question beyond what I said,
1: you you go first, Vince. Well, so again,
3: we can look at this so many different ways. Now, this. there's clauses in players' contracts to they can and can do the off season because of potential injury to, you know, because they're now a valued asset for the, for the company, for the the team. So the fact that at any point in time, and this is not just Tua, uh, uh, Cameron Bray for the Buccaneers had an obvious head injury concussion type situation and and played the last minute and a half of the first half last week. This is like an ongoing issue now with the NFL of like, okay, you're going to put these protocols in place. You've been, Sued for billions of dollars from former players because you hit this action about head injuries. you have players who want to go back out there because like you said, Jerry, I'm going to take my dislocated finger and pop it back in place and go back out and play because I'm not going to get out of the game because of the injury. All of these things, it's now up to the team to have the right people in place to say, no, you will not go back in the game because you are a valued financial asset to this team. It's a bummer that sports are now a corporate basic but that's what they are and I can't believe that we're still having an issue with diagnosing and determining no you may not go back out there the player's decision almost has to be in a way because if the team wants to do the right thing for that person's future as a human being they have to take a total control and say no
1: I I wanted to fleck for a second here to um our beloved sports phone doctor um, she gave me permission to to read these texts on the line. It's just sort of th- this is right where where her her texts were were, um, and she says this pretty well about team responsibility. Um, the, this guy was fired after several mistakes were made in his valuation. Well,
0: yeah, um, let's let's before we go any further, let's say who this guy is.
1: Oh, uh, the the uh, consultant. The the, yes. the doctor who evaluated um, Tua was fired. That 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 we know. So, her point was someone has to be responsible. Totally, someone's head was going to roll. The independent consultant was the easiest person to let go. The coach, coach should be totally deflecting was totally deflecting responsibility and failing to understand the severity of the situation by saying, "quote He only had a concussion. He needs to be fired as well." Let last statement
0: i don't necessarily agree with that I,
1: I, I, I know you don't um and her last statement was we're failing to educate people on how serious these injuries are it's not an exaggeration to say the toa could have died so that's from a medical doctor the, the last that's two, fair the last two statements
3: well, well let, let's be serious here there, there's actually been i believe he has seen a specialist that has told him he should probably not play again ever and From what i understand there, there are people out there telling Tua you should not play again because you suffered two severe concussions two weeks in a row, and you literally could have another one that could make you almost Muhammad Ali style. It, it, and yes, I'm not going to say the coach should be fired, but that there needs to be some sort of not just oh the low hanging fruit gets fired. You, if you're going to make a serious impact with the rule, you need to make some statements. And I'm not saying a coach gets fired, but, I mean, heavily fined, a draft pick taken away, some sort of, like, this team messed up, and could potentially hurt someone's future as a human, let alone a football player, you got to do better. Jared, I, I, I need
0: to- Go ahead, Jared. I'm not defending the Dolphins here. I want to make that very clear. I'm not going to defend the Dolphins. I'm not going to defend the NFL. I'm not necessarily going to defend the coach to a certain degree, but... Why is the coach, why should the coach be held responsible? I, I know the answer to this is because he's the coach and it's ultimately his decision. But in in the heat of that moment, the coach has been told by, a, by an independent neurologist and the team doctor, hey, you can put him back in the game. We've cleared him. I understand. This is why I said I think coaches need to use judgment at a certain point. If they see something that doesn't look right, uh, they should you know, put their foot down and say, no, he's not going back in the game. But on the, on the other end of that, and we're all coaches here, and this is why I think it's important. If, if, if someone that is a medical professional tells me, hey, this person is good to play, I've got 90 other things I'm dealing with as a coach because I'm also still trying to win the game. So, so, I, yes, I, I think it's fair to criticize this coach for putting him back in the game. But I also don't agree with this. Oh, he should be fired because there, yeah. there's a process in place that was not followed that got oh, to the point to of him be, of being let back in the game to begin with.
1: So, yeah, Jer, Jer, when you went over it in those terms, I then agreed with you more than I agreed that the coach should should be fired and and i thought about it from being a coach and we do the same thing when i have a bad sprain in basketball my job was to if the doctor took the player out parents took the kid to a doctor i couldn't let him play until the doctor came came back
0: and just to expand on that a little bit, for the high school that I coached at, and this was even at the freshman level, so you know, very low level basketball, but it's a big high school. We got a list every day from the team athletic trainer that said, "Here's the people that are hurt. Here's what they can do. Here's what they can't do." And that was the end of the discussion because I, I trusted those professionals exactly because they know more than me, right? And, and again, I, that doesn't let off the hook of this coach if he saw something didn't look right. He should have been like, No, two doesn't look right. I don't care that the doctors said, you know, he can play. If he looked at two and said, Okay, he looks okay, two gave him, you know, thumbs up and the doctors had said, Hey, well, he's good. I agree. Did he make a mistake in judgment? Yes,
1: but I don't know what else he's supposed to do. He made a mistake, Jared, and he got fired. That's it's that simple.
0: Well the doctor did. Not right.
1: The- yeah, and so
0: that goes to. I want to quickly talk about the policy part of this. Okay, um, hold on, let's let me get another.
1: Let me get a call first, and then we'll go back to it. Hell, on the air.
3: Hey, it, it, it's just me again. I, yep. I, I drops call, but I was listening in to Jerry's whole take there, and again, you know, I said I don't, I don't agree with the, the coach being fired, but you also have to think about the coach. Yes, Jerry he has nine million things going on, especially in a football game. But what's his most prized possession? His quarterback. He has to know his quarterback. He has to trust that the upper echelon of his of his administration has put the right people on the field to make these judgment calls and let him know his quarterback's good to go. He he also has to know his quarterback. Exactly, and he has to know his quarterback's going to look him in the eye and say, "I'm good to go," whether he is or isn't. That coach should be that connected to his quarterback because that's his most important player, and know whether he is or isn't at the same time. It's a tough situation. It's one of the most interestingly difficult situations that we're dealing with right now in sports. And, I, and that's why I agree he should not be fired. But someone on that team needs to be held accountable because someone put the wrong person in a position to put a player back on the field.
1: Okay, Jared. That,
3: that's 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 upper administration
1: third question Jerry. uh how did she frame it uh what what should the agency the nfl
0: is that that yeah, was her third what's qu- their role in in the protection of players i, I want to feel and, I, and not just in the moment lifelong
1: this caller has 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 asked this question for two weeks now and i want to make sure we cover it so go you you go first on that one
0: okay so before i think it's important first to, uh, to explain because we kind of danced around it what uh, up until i think last week or up until this week, the NFL's concussion evaluation protocol was. So if a player gets hit in the head and goes into concussion evaluation, he goes into the medical tent and an independent neurologist that is contracted by the NFL but is not an employee of a team or of the league has to evaluate the player. The player is also evaluated by the team's doctor. If either of those doctors... To not like what they see, it's the end of the conversation, and he cannot return to the game. Wow. Both both doctors have to agree that he can be cleared, that he's cleared, and can go back into the game. So that's the, what that they, was the ball.
3: What are they looking at, Jerry? What are they asking him? What are they What are they doing? They're doing a medical exam. You
1: you can't get you can't question that. They're doing their job, Vince. But what
3: is the exam? what is the exam? Did you have to answer questions? Do you have to have my, a clear
1: vision? Oh, the, the the concussion protocol exam now is, and they're comparing it. They have to compare it to a baseline. Didn't you go through this chair in college?
0: Yeah. So if it's the same as it was in college when I was playing, it's before the season. You take a baseline concussion evaluation where you do all these different uh, mental and kind of physical. I wouldn't call them exercises, but they're they're physical in nature. Um, you then, if you get Hit in the head and get evaluated for a concussion. Before you, you can be cleared, yeah. you have to meet or exceed your baseline levels. Now, okay. so I don't you, know if the NFL the... is the exact same thing. I imagine it's that something of that nature. It's that. It's still words.
1: of that nature, Vince okay. and, and Jerry. Okay. It's. It's. Hold on, Vince. It's still yeah. to that nature, but it's way, way more sophisticated than that. They are measuring with with portable units they're measuring brain waves they're, they're measuring you as you're answering questions it's it's a little more sophisticated that's, sophisticated that Th-
3: want that's what I want to know because when these people are and this is where I get I get pretty frustrated with the tent I want to know are they actually doing those things you know like is that, go, that are they going through this so, yeah. so it, did that guy actually go through those things is that that if that independent contractor didn't go through the steps then he's the most liable
1: problem there. Absolutely. The the other interesting question is, is if he did go through those steps and then who's, and and who's he did not? and he did pass all those exams. You remember Jerry Vince it's a possibility that he was evaluated. We don't know the details and that he oh, yeah. did pass all the tests and that's why they put him back in and he's so so there is and we don't know and they still fired him. You know, there, there is that possibility.
3: Well, well, again, they fired him because somebody had to go. And that was exactly, the
1: easiest. Yeah. Yeah. So, so
3: we why all, couldn't we all they have fired
0: him that for that. being bad at his job? Like, why is it because someone had to go? This is, again, why, like, I, I understand we're looking for someone to blame, but you fire officials if they're bad at their job. Coaches get fired if they're bad at their job. I wish. Why can't we just they fire this guy because he was no, bad at his job? Why does yeah, he have Jerry, to be the one Jerry, to Jerry, be blamed?
3: Jerry, you missed the point there. They don't fire officials because they're bad at their job. They just make more instant replays. <laughs> so let, let, let's be real on that one they fire managers but they don't fire umpires which which umpire who was who terrible has been fired they just create more that's instant fine. replay or more social media
1: come on yeah, so, so jerry fine. you have no i want to make sure i understand you. you you have no problem with this neurologist being fired if he no. did his job and made a mistake yeah, because then he's bad at his job. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We don't exactly. know. that. What I'm saying here is we don't know what the results, what he did. Is it Look, possible? I'm asking you, is it possible that he did his job? I think it was a he. He did his job, and Tua passed all those tests, got put back in, then got hit again. We don't know that... No. No,
3: no. What, what I'm reading, Jim. Uh, uh, what I'm reading is there were several mistakes made. Okay. There, there were there were there were multiple mistakes made. I, I can't. I'm um, out of internet zone here, but I had it pulled up a second ago. But there, they were saying he made multiple mistakes in that evaluation. But that could just be hearsay again to point the blame at somebody. I don't know. But they were saying that he there were multiple. Like, several is the word that's used.
1: Jared, Jared, did you get any further into that to to find out what tests were run? Uh,
0: No, nothing I was able to find.
1: Okay, all right. Yeah, This is very Um, very exciting. (laughs) I've been waiting two weeks to talk about this. I I think the fact that we had to wait longer actually made it a better conversation. Well, here's another one, though. Let's
3: take this to the NBA. I mean, we've all seen Draymond punch at this point. He could have concussed Poole. What if what if Jamon punched Steph Curry and concussed him? Like this could lay over into all kinds of situations where was Poole evaluated? Apparently he pin- he finished practice. I mean he got hit pretty hard. You know this concussion protocol. What's the NBA steps on this? Because players hit their head all the time. How consistent Jerry are the leagues with their concussion protocol? Obviously the NFL has the worst uh, problem with it.
1: Sorry, I, we're counting I, I, on we're just... counting on you, Jerry. <laughs> I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. This is come a... on. Google Jerry. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <there's, laughs> Vince, I'm, i there... um, I I wanted to save the Draymond I'm call, I'm calling the topic the Draymond video now. I, I wanna sort of we only have nine minutes left. So I, I am not gonna quite get into that. Um, I, yeah, I know. I, I, I I'd in. like to bring it up next week. I think we're gonna know a lot more. I had the same question. What if you would have punched the coach or, or Steph or or, or somebody? Ah, and and there could be—I mean, it's assault. <laughs> I mean,
3: you know, I don't know about that. I mean, if you listen to sports people, that that does—that's not uncommon in practice. But that's not. Nah,
0: I don't. I don't, I, don't, I don't buy okay, it. I found. I, ahead, I, I'm, I'm bringing us back here. I'm I'm okay, reeling good. this back in. Good. I found. <laughs> I found the sideline, uh, and I think this is accurate because it looks like it's off the NFL's website. Uh, I found the concussion assessment that, is occurred on, that occurs on the sideline, and it's long. Okay. So how much am I, am I reading all of this? No, I want
1: you to paraphrase it. <laughs>
0: uh, there is a review done of what are called no-go criterias, where if they right. fail any of those no-go criterias, it's the end of the discussion. Is,
1: uh, is stumbling after you get up one of those? Uh,
0: Loss of consciousness, I think, is the closest okay. one to right. that, that, that's right. on there, that's, um, that's on this list. Yeah. Uh, uh, evaluation of the event, meaning the player has to recant what happened. Um, oh, a review so of remember. signs and symptoms. A complete video review of the event performed in the tent. Oh, wow. uh, or by the booth neurologist who's up in the, the press box. And then a focused neurological exam, which includes a cervical spine examination, evaluation of speech testing of gait coordination and balance and eye movement and a pupillary exam so how how That's much of how much of that did you just read all of it uh, i summarized what is a 19 page document oh wow Holy oh. oh.
3: wow, wow. Okay. now, now the 19 a...
0: pages does not just include the evaluation uh, it also includes uh who is involved what like yeah, pre-game, yeah. post-game, yeah. further treatment? There's a, it's a 19-page doc. Hold on, what, <laughs> what you discussed discuss
3: was enough. I know that a, was enough a, for a line, me.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. That was what you just described was if he, if he passes all those, he's probably good to go. That's pretty intense. Just what you discussed.
1: So
0: what if he did pass them and that's, the what I, that, that's what i'm saying I, right. wow. and so that to, to bring this all back and well we've got we got about seven minutes left here 707-895-2448 if anyone else wants to call and get in on this or any other topics to, to go back to the questions that the caller had asked about the team responsibility right. and the nf roles and the nfl's role in this it is the team's responsibility to correctly enforce the protocols that the league gives, while also using good judgment. Because again, I'm not letting off the coach, the coach off the hook. If Stuart like stumbled up to him like, "Hey, coach, I'm good to go. Let me back in the game." If the coach sees something that didn't look right, they need to step in and do something there. So again, they should use the protocols in place, uh, and then use good judgment, and then the league. The league has to have protocols in place that are doing everything they can to keep players that shouldn't be playing from playing. And I know that's a very broad statement, um, but that's the best answer I can give. And to kind of to that point, uh, since this incident, the NFL and the NFL Players Association has renegotiated concussion protocol and concussion evaluations. um, And basically, to to very, very put, put this in a very quick summary... The new protocol, which I believe goes into effect next week or very soon, if not next week, is a player who shows motor instability is done, and there's no they get evaluated, but they're not getting let back in the game. There's no letting them back in the game at that point. Yeah, the
3: evaluation next week. The evaluations for the next game, not the game currently. Like it's it's instantaneous, but they could maybe come back the following week. We're right now if they go back in this game they technically get by play the next game. So yeah, it's an immediate. I believe it's next week when I goes in
1: next. You know, the, yeah. the 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 skeptic in me still and and Jerry, I know you didn't want want to hear, hear this as, as much as the skeptic in me says concussion science has boomed over the last uh-huh. 15 years. Vince, you saw it as a coach, we had to take special tests, oh, of, yeah, special yep. Online courses because of concussions and the value and the concept that they're repetitive and they're dangerous, yada, yada, yada. We've all. Did the whole thing. Did we drop the ball in the big picture here? Did we say. You know Did we push it off saying, ah, it's more important that we get a player in? The real skeptic says that this was done for bigger reasons and making money than caring about
0: someone's mental health or their health so my response to that yeah. would be one if you look at the nfl 20 years ago or even 10 years ago compared to what it is now they take this yeah. very serious i'm well, not saying they take it as seriously as they should well i'm saying if you compare it to what it used to be it's a whole yeah. nother world and well, then well put, the Chair. other thing i would well say put. to that to your other point jim and then i'll, I'll let vince get in here we as we wrap up Is there's a lot of players getting evaluated for concussions that are not getting let back into games? Well put, chair.
3: Well, well put. And and that's my biggest take on this. Is this is your quarterback, right? But whether you know, as coaches, we try not to ever really favor one player of the other. At least you know, I I don't think Jim and I did. But you 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 do understand who your most important players are, and that's a long term thing. That's not a short term thing. Your quarterback's your most important player. And if you look at how officials throw flags for the most minor thing a quarterback gets hit for, it's obvious the NFL is protecting their quarterback. For a a franchise quarterback to be allowed back in a game, with how important concussions are now and how far we've come, that's a concern to
5: me.
3: They might as well wear flags during the game instead of being tackled and yet this guy can still go back out there. Are they, they are they
1: calling more? I don't watch that much pro football. Are they calling more fouls, gear on, on on people oh, that hit quarterbacks?
0: Oh, absolutely. It's crazy. Oh, they are. Okay.
1: Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. They're protecting him. Jim, they might, as well wear, they might as well wear hockey goalie gear and wear flags. It's literally, you can't touch him half the time. Hmm. And this is why this is such a big deal. It's like not only did he go back in because maybe he twisted his knee. No, it was a concussion the most egregious thing that can happen right now to an NFL player and they let this guy back in. That's why it's crazy. And that's why it's a big topic. And at this point, you guys got to wrap up. I'm going to let you go. Always appreciate the time.
0: Thanks. Vince. Thanks, Vince. So I hope I answered those three questions. To, I think, I think we did it to, to, yeah, to, yeah, to, to a satisfactory, uh, uh, uh response. Um,
1: are you saying that because I didn't,
0: no, I, I'm just saying that, like, it's hard because I, I heard the questions, I wrote them yeah. down. I don't know if I necessarily addressed exactly what was asked, so I hope they were. And, yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, I, tried, I
1: tried to stay on topic and, and make us answer those questions. I think yeah. it's fair. Um, I think it's we'll fair. we Good. Yeah. And, so and, and we wanted if, to If anyone it.
0: wanted to get in on this conversation and they weren't able to for whatever reasons, uh, we're going to be back next week, so you can give us a call and talk about it then. Uh, you know, that's the beauty of the show is, you know, we're not wrapping this up and we're done with it. If it comes up again next week. Let's keep going. Right. It's a, this is a very good topic. There's a lot going on. It's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting one for sure. So uh,
1: it's a rapture.
0: Yep. We're going to wrap it up. Thanks everyone for calling and listening to the show. We're going to be back next week. That'll be October 16th. Again, thanks for everyone calling and asking questions and we'll talk to everybody again next week.